Hey y'all, and welcome to The Teacher Nook, where we break down strategies, tools, and resources to help self-contained educators teaching students with significant disabilities. Learn tips and tricks to manage behavior, improve communication, and build vocational skills in less time and with less stress. We help you work smarter, not harder. It's Io here, and I want to thank you for joining me. As always, I am here to help you by answering your questions about teaching students with severe and profound disabilities. But before we get to today's episode, I want to remind you that you can have your questions answered on the Nook by heading over to the website and submitting a question. If you have yours chosen for the podcast, you'll receive a free resource from the Noodle Nook store. Our store has visual supports for communication and behavior, including token boards and visual schedules, adapted novels and activities to develop students academically, like our builder bins and our DIY dollar store STEM activities. And we also have vocational training tools like principal DIY task boxes, all meant to support teachers just like you. So be sure to visit the Noodle Nook store today at www.noodlenook.net. All right, let's get this podcast started. It might feel like the end of the year, and of course, we're all wrapping up and starting to enjoy summer. But let's face it, for most of us, we're already thinking about back to school time. I know, I said it, and you totally didn't want to hear it, but it's true. And, you know, for some of us out there, last year was a little rough. (laughs) I mean, let's get real. It was just, it's the last couple, maybe two, three have been, yeah, it's been hard. We all want to start the next school year off on the best foot possible. And there are a few things that you can do so that when you start this next school year, it's better than the last. So in this episode, we're going to list off six ways to start the school year off right when you're teaching in a self-contained classroom for students with significant disabilities. Let's go ahead and get this list started. All right, number one, you are going to want to plan your opening routine if you want to start the year off right. A consistent routine will be the lifesaver for you as a life skills teacher or as a teacher who's teaching self-contained. Now, I do a ton of classroom visits, and the one thing I see over and over again is this. The bell rings, and the classroom full of students are waiting for the teacher who's kind of caught up with a behavior problem or a parent phone call or questions from their staff or even, you know, the rare bathroom break. And the first 10 minutes of class, there are always a ton of fires to put out. Having a great, consistent opening routine that the students do every day without fail will give them the predictability that they need, but also buy you a few minutes to put out all those fires. So if you want to start this year off right, choose an opening activity for your classes. It could be a writing prompt. It could be a self-help sequence. It can be anything that you can do every day for your students that will be part of the routine of what they do when they arrive in your classroom. If you can plan and implement a great opening routine, your entire year will run smoother. Number two is to post a visual schedule. And, you know, with that goes using timers. Having a schedule that students, paras, and you can all see and access really does help to keep a class on task. Continue to maintain the consistency that we laid out in step one and make sure you get everything done by posting your schedule for everyone to see. Now, This happened to me like a million times in my early years as a teacher. My class would start an activity and it would take longer than expected to get through. And then all of a sudden there was no time for math and I missed collecting all of my IEP data because we were rushing to clean up for lunch because we went over on our first activity because we were not following a schedule. You see how that happened, right? So if you're like me, 
use timers to keep you on track. For those superstar special teachers out there, you can manage those transitions a lot better having a timer and assigning it to someone else. Hey, it takes a village, right? So if you've got a paraeducator who's really helpful in the classroom or a student who loves to be a great helper, use them to help get that timer on track so that you can keep aligned with your schedule. But the point is here that students really benefit from having consistency and routine in the classroom. So posting a visual schedule for everyone to access and sticking to that schedule really helps keep the momentum of your class going and makes for a better overall school year. Now, I just want to point out one more thing here. You may decide that you need individual student schedules on desks for some students to access and to personalize for student needs. So consider that as well as you implement your visual schedule. All right, number three is to define the spaces in your classroom. It is so important to do that if you want to get the year started off right, because a good classroom setup is so important. You know, there is something to this feng shui thing that people do. When you're setting up your classroom, you need to lay out a lot of flexible spaces, especially when you're working with students with disabilities. But I suggest having at least one area for one-to-one -one instruction and assessment, another area designated as a behavior area or cool-down spot, and then another area for your small groups. Just remember that you wanna make sure that to accommodate all of your students who have adaptive equipment, like wheelchairs and standards. The last place that you might want to designate in your classroom, depending on the needs of your students, is centers or independent workstations. Now, I am a huge believer in stations and rotations with a center-based classroom, so these were always a must-have. But let's just drill down here. Once you define all the spaces in your classroom, it's so much easier to set expectations for your students as to what they're supposed to do in these spaces and how they're supposed to behave. And when you do that, it can make your entire year run more smoothly. So take that time to define the spaces in your classroom and set those expectations early. Number four is to have students interact in a meaningful way. I know that kind of sounded counterintuitive, didn't it? But it is one of my pet peeves. I do classroom visits all the time and I'll see students together, but no one's talking to one another. <laughs> Most students with multiple disabilities have a hard time with appropriate social interactions. And the classroom seems like the perfect place to practice these skills. But instead, we set up all of our students like little islands. And the only people that the students are talking to are the teachers and their paras. So set up some cooperative learning space in your classroom, or at least create some activities or centers where students are allowed to interact peer to peer. It really does go a long way to building some foundational skills for those students, practicing and improving on communication skills and strengthening social skills. And we all want that because believe me, that will make your year much better. All right, here we go with number five, focus on reusable activities. Yes, if you want your year to run smoother, please focus on activities that you can use over and over again. Now, some of you heard me just say that you should stock your classroom with file folder games and task boxes that you just dish out to your students over and over again all year long. Let me put the record straight on that one. That is not what I'm saying. I see a lot of teachers spend energy making a ton of different activities that they can't use a lot. You know, we're doing a unit on planets, so we make a ton of stuff just focused on planets, but that unit only lasts a few weeks, and then we have to do it all over again. That is a burnout city for us teachers. So when you tailor activities for a student, 
too much, <laughs> you're actually hurting yourself in the long run. What you're actually looking to do is to target some reusable activities that let you attack any content material appropriately. Graphic organizers are a great way to do that because once you learn how to use the graphic organizer and what all of the sections on the organizer mean, you can apply it to a lot of different content. That means that you can reuse that activity over and over. So really think about what you're investing as you are getting yourself ready this school year. Are you prepping and making materials that are very consumable that you can only use once and they don't last very long? Or are you, are you investing in and creating materials that a student can reuse across a lot of different content areas? Those types of activities really give you a bang for your buck and make prep and spending um, all that time getting it ready much more useful. So consider reusable activities. And the sixth way to start the year off right, procedures, procedures, procedures. Yes, when I was in the classroom, it was pretty normal for me to spend about a month working on establishing procedures and routines for my students. But the thing was later on in the school year, when struggling teachers would come to observe me, they'd always ask, how do I do it? And the answer was simple. I spent that first month focusing on procedures. Now, granted, we were working on academics and functional skills. We were still taking data and meeting personal needs. But the foundation of everything that we were doing for that first month of school was centered on establishing procedures. The expectations were really high in my classroom in terms of getting that one task done, especially early on in the school year. But by focusing on those routines up front, everything for the rest of the school year was significantly easier because we already had a rhythm. And getting to that point where you have a rhythm, it makes a world of difference. Make sure that you set a procedure. Now, some of you are asking like, what kind of procedures are you talking about? And to be quite honest, we had procedures for going to the restroom. We had procedures for starting the day. We had procedures for wrapping for the day, for getting ready for the bus, for going to lunch. When there's a rhythm to what you do, Everyone is so much more comfortable in their schedule for the day. Behaviors become minimized. And believe me, life for the entire year is so much easier. So sit, sit down, really think about the procedures that are important for you and your students and come up with a way to effectively teach that. Reinforce it, model it, and make sure it is part of what you're teaching as you start the next school year. My old boss used to say on the first day of school that our job was to get them off the bus, feed them, and get them back on the bus. As you're starting off the school year, don't be too hard on yourself. I know you have high expectations. On the first day of school especially, you gotta be a little realistic here too. You will be a rock star teacher, but it takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of dedication, and believe me, there will be some bumps and bruises along the way. Focus in on these six ways to start the school year off right, and you will, I guarantee you, have an easier school year this year than you've had in the past. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. This is Io here with The Teacher Nook, thanking you and reminding you to stay strong and teach on. We'll see you in the next episode.